Hey mama, do you ever feel so overwhelmed by the stuff in your home? You know, the clutter that just ends up piling up on the counters and just strewn across the floors. You are in the right place today. I am so glad you're here with us. I have a sweet friend with me today, Casey Pratt. She is from Anchored Women and she has an entire um business there where she helps to equip women to remain anchored in Christ as they manage their homes, their family, and their daily life. And you can find her there at anchored-women.com or on her Instagram at um, anchored women. And she just has so many resources available. And at the end today, stay through to the end. So I'm going to talk about a freebie that she's actually created for you. So you don't want to miss that. She has two children. She's a sweet mama to a 10 and seven year old and just has so much wisdom to share with us today. So get ready to clear some of that clutter and overwhelmingness from your life and be encouraged. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Well, Casey, thank you so much for joining me today. This is going to be so much fun. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. So, so funny that we're talking about our stuff that makes us crazy and our clutter and how it gets in the way of life. Because um, when we talked earlier this week on the phone, kind of about some of this idea of what things we could do the topic on, and then you sent me these outlines of what we actually were going to be talking on, I was having women over that night and literally my to-do list said like clear our spaces, uh-huh. which meant all the spaces that had been just gathering and accumulating stuff. Mm-hmm. I needed to clear because when you live in a house with people, stuff gets all over. That's right. And honestly, having people over is some of the best ways to like, keep it a little bit under control because yes. you're motivated. I have Bible study every other Thursday night. And on Thursdays, our house is clean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We had a housekeeper for a while and the days before she would come were the days that we had to, you know, pick up all of our stuff. Um, And it's important because otherwise it can be so overwhelming and just uh, like oppressive almost to live with clutter all the time. Yes, it is a hundred percent. Visual clutter is mental clutter. It just, it is, it's like that pressure on you all that you're all it's always in the back of your head you know you have to take care of it it's bothering you to look at you can't focus in your space because you don't have a nice you know space to focus in it's it feels like your to-do list is in front of your eyes all the time yes and I feel like it's a to-do list that I actually can't finish because I start one thing and then I go to put something away in the other room and then the dryer buzzes so then I get the clothes out of the dryer and then that reminds me it's like if you give a mouse a cookie where it's like there's one thing and then another thing and then another thing. And I'm like, oh, I never even finished that first thing because the things are all around me all the time that need to be done. 
Plus, if you have kids, then they're adding to it. Yes. Yes. While you're trying to do the things, they're actually undoing the things. Yeah. That analogy of like brushing your teeth with Oreos is, (laughs) it's real. Yes, it totally is. So how do you find that balance between we live in our home, in our houses. Like there's the Instagram home pictures, right. which really, I mean, I love Instagram for Instagram for so many things. I really do. I think it can be such a blessing and such a good place. I also think it can be awful because I don't know where some of these Instagram moms put their things. Right. Like I genuinely, like, how do you have nothing out in your house ever? And have it's, not, it's, just not, it's not realistic. You don't, you either don't live there <laughs> or you're lying and everything's behind the fit, the video the or the camera or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, <clears throat> that can't be a real thing. I don't think it's a real thing. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so either. My home shows that people live there. It's not yeah. meant to be, a, it's not meant to be just a house. It's meant to be a home and homes are lived in. And you want, right. like, you want it to feel that way. I mean, I yeah. on purpose do not have any, I mean, not that like we could go buy a whole bunch of really fancy furniture or expensive furniture anyway. But like I legitimately have everything in my house is basically from Ikea because mm-hmm. it is not super expensive. I don't have to freak out when my kid draws on the table, mm-hmm. which happens. Yeah. I can wash my couch cover and put it back on. Like mm-hmm. why, I, why would I invest in like quality pieces of furniture when my kids are little enough to destroy them. Plus mm-hmm. now we have a puppy. So just yep. like, get it. So then that's the end. <laughs> yeah. And one day, you know, it is, it's nice having my mom near me and watching her life go from having children in her home to mm-hmm. empty nesting, because I'm the oldest of my four siblings. My youngest sibling is 11 years younger than me. So okay. when I moved out of the house in college, my youngest sibling was just starting kindergarten at home. Oh. So I got to watch my mom really raise my brother through all of his school years. Mm-hmm. So I watched her home go through the seasons of having young children and what that looked like to having like teen children with like the big old shoes that are left on the floor that you're tripping over and right. all of those things. And now watching her home, having her adult children as we come home and bring our grandchildren and the different seasons, but that it still looks lived in. So yeah. how, how do you think a mom finds that balance place of, my, I don't want my things to control me, but I also can't live my life controlled by my things. Right. Okay. This is going to sound like a really simple <clears throat> solution, but I swear by baskets. I just mm-hmm. like baskets and bins. I, we just bought our house a year ago before this, this is our seventh move. We have moved seven times in 12 years. We've rented all kinds of different houses or apartments or tiny apartments on the third floor of an apartment building. (laughs) Like (laughs) we we've been in lots of places and I sort of collected baskets from every house we've ever lived in, which by the time we moved into this house, I had an obscene amount of baskets. Like I'm not gonna lie. it was bad, but Basket hoarding. <laughs> it was, it, it kind of was, but here's the thing. You don't know what basket is going to fit into the, the next house's storage space. Right. So I had a bunch anyway. Now I have the ones that fit in this house. We're not moving again, Lord willing, <laughs> but, um, 
but the baskets are like, I mean, I am a purger. I want to get rid of as much stuff as I can, except for my books. <laughs> um, but the baskets are something that I took with me to every house because I knew they're going to fit somewhere in the new house. So I contain stuff in baskets often mm-hmm. inside closets on shelves. Um, out in the open, if you have like a basket with a lid or like we have an end table in our living room, we put a basket underneath it and every, like the, each basket holds something. Do I organize within the basket? No, we're not going to go crazy. But like, if my kids are putting the Play-Doh away, they know to go get the Play-Doh crate out of the storage closet, bring it out, put the Play-Doh stuff back in when we're done and and it goes back on the shelf. So we do like, we do a lot of containing. Uh And I think that is super helpful. The other thing that I really have had to come to terms with is there are some parts of my house that I really care about having nice and not nice, but like clean, tidy, yes. right? less cluttered. Yes. Is that, <laughs> and for is that me, how you would put it? Do you think? Yeah. Okay. So open spaces uh-huh. where I'm not looking at a whole bunch of stuff all the time. Cause that stresses me out. I I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm an introvert and I work from home. So <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need to be able to at least like have some visual peace uh-huh. in my house. Now, That is unrealistic on the top floor of my home. That's where the playroom is. That's where my kids' rooms are. That's where my master bedroom is, where honestly, a lot of stuff goes to die, right? Like that's, it's just, it's not realistic, but it is realistic on the bottom floor of my home. I have my living room, my kitchen, and my office. So I choose to focus on that space because that is where we live every day. And that is the space that makes me panicky if it's not, or if it's overwhelming, right? So trying to figure out for yourself, what are the places of my home that I really do want to have like a peaceful space? And I don't mean, I don't mean perfect. I don't mean scrubbed perfectly clean. I very rarely do that. I just mean tidy where I walk downstairs and I don't have a panic attack because there's nowhere to cook breakfast. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So upstairs we do, we have a lot of baskets, but downstairs we try, we don't do it every night. Um, cause I like to go to bed, <laughs> but most nights we will do we'll do our like tidy, which is what I was telling you a little bit about our pile system and we can yeah, go ahead, tell us, let's go ahead. Tell us about that system. So what, what do you guys do to do that, to make those spaces stay orderly because the clutter is overwhelming. It is. It doesn't bless you. I don't think we serve our, ch- I don't serve my, I'll just say for me, you know, yeah. listening moms can think for themselves. For me, I will say, I do not serve my children with as much grace or as much of a tender heart or, um, or even, even my discipline is not as good that I don't disciple them as well when I'm tripping over cars and American girl clothes and 
all when I'm seeing all of the undone things in front of me the entire time. And I really think that's key. What you said is having certain spaces because there are spaces that like my children's bedrooms and our playroom, Mm -hmm. I don't expect those to look perfect. My playroom, we have, everything does have a home. And that's part of what's important for us is everything has to have a home where the item goes to. If it doesn't have a home, we need to find a home for it or get rid of something else and put it in the new home. Mm -hmm. So everything does need to have a home, but maybe it's not in its home in the playroom, but if the family room is in order, then we can function. And that even includes for us, part of that space being peaceful for me includes having children's books because I want to be able to read my kids books in there. So we have a basket. I actually have two. We have one that's for the big kid books and we have a basket for the board books. Mm -hmm. And um, they're like little movable libraries. And sometimes I even change out the books so that we'll have fresh ones in there. Um, But that's an easy way to have that accessible and still have it tidy. So, so yes, I think you're completely right. So what does your system look like? How you guys keep that happening? So we, we do this thing where I say, okay, we're doing piles. <laughs> I right. mean, it's very simple, yeah. but, um, but either we, it can go one of two ways. Either we all pitch in and make piles or I just do it myself. And then I tell them to come get their piles. Mm-hmm. So we we've done this for a really long time since the kids were little and in every, in every house, our piles end up going in a different place, but like in each house we have established, this is where your pile is Mm -hmm. now. So what we'll do is we'll go through the whole living room. Okay. And we'll really our whole downstairs Mm -hmm. living room, dining room, kitchen entryway. Okay. And this, I mean, it, it goes without saying like, if I tell my child to take this one thing and go put it away in their room, they're never coming back. Well, not until you call them. Cause that's way more fun back there. Right. Than whatever so, you're going to call them to do. Yeah. So <laughs> nobody goes upstairs until the piles are made. So uh-huh. that we all go through, we all go through that big living space and we take whatever we find that's out of place and we put it in that person's pile. Uh-huh. Now, John and I have piles too. Uh-huh. So we, our piles are on the stairs and the kids' piles are like right in front of this dresser that we have in our entryway because the dog can't get to it. Generally, we put the dog outside when we're doing piles <laughs> anyway. So everybody pitches in. It does not matter if it's your stuff or somebody else's. Yep. If you find, if you see that it's out of place where it shouldn't be, put it in that person's pile. I'm not asking you to put it away for them. I'm just saying, put it in their pile. Okay. And then everybody puts their own pile away. Mm-hmm. So once at once all the surfaces are clean, floor and counters, then they get their pile and they take it upstairs where it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Now, generally, like my kids will pull their shirts out and put their pile in it <laughs> you know, and take it upstairs, but they know that they can't play until the pile is put away. Mm-hmm. Does that always work? No. no. Does it work better if I say, uh, the first person that is done gets a dollar. Yeah, it does. And so I'm not a rough bribery. I'm not, <laughs> but the, the piles are like, it's the simplest way for me to keep it clean. My kids are 10 and seven. They can put their own stuff away. And sometimes now we do have a rule. Like you don't get paid in our house for doing your own stuff, for being responsible for your own things. Cause that's your job. 
right? But like if I'm cooking or doing the dishes or something downstairs and I can't put my pile away right then, I will pay a child to put my pile on my side of the bed, you know? And then I put it away upstairs or I don't, but it's my your pile bedroom and it's mine. Yeah, my pile. I want the downstairs clean. Uh So we put everything in piles and and then the kids are kind of in charge of putting, they're definitely in charge of putting their own pile away. And then if they take our piles up, then um, they can earn something for that. So our system is pretty similar to that. We call it putaways in our house. Um, And we say there's two two parts of it. There's the sorting and there's the putting away, but it's the putaway. And we don't do it every day. We probably, I mean, I love that idea, but that just doesn't, happen for us. We do it once a week. So that's our Friday chore. Eat normally our different jobs in the house, like our chore mm-hmm. jobs each day kind of has a different, has, it's kind of evolved into this. I feel like it's an ever rotating, like managing our home is an ever rotating thing. So yeah. different days have different responsibilities. So normally Wednesdays is like all the floors, one kid vacuums, another kid's does sweeping and mopping. Nice. Um, uh, Thursdays are bathrooms. Anyway, Fridays are putaways. So the things that we put away, we bought a bin. So see, we're like kindred spirits in this. Um, I brought, I bought a couple of pretty bins because also if things are pretty and it has to do the job, I feel a lot better about it in my heart. Yes. So we had, (laughs) um, I realized the places that were, especially the places that were catching our clutter in our Mm -hmm. house were our kitchen desk. Really, I realized actually is not a desk at all. It's a kitchen catch-all. Like That's I was my there. island. That is my island. And yes, I got I was- a bigger island on purpose because I was like, I need my planner here. And I know, um, you know, we'll need a couple, an extra space for things, but yeah, it is the catch all for sure. Yeah. And here I thought we were getting a desk and we instead have a surface to catch things. Yeah. So I put, we put a big basket underneath the desk. And so when I need it to be tidied during the week or just when it's like, whenever, things that have been left on the kitchen table that don't belong instead of me being angry, like why did this child leave these airplane things on the table? Yeah. I just put them in the basket and know on Friday, then they can be responsible for putting them away because yeah. when it's time to eat dinner and set the table is not when I want them to be putting things away. I want us to right. eat dinner. Right. And I also don't want to be angry about it. That's not healthy either. Right. So I have that basket there in that space that I just, when they leave things out during the week that don't get put away, I put it in the put away box. And really like your stress level is not so much affected by the fact that things are not in their right space. At least for me, my stress level is just that it's out and, and not put away. So even putting it in that basket, like really lowers your overwhelm quite a bit. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause it's also, it's out of sight, out of mind. Yes. But then it can't stay there. It has to be part of our rhythm to do the putaways. Mm-hmm. And the other one, we have another basket that we have a, like a long hallway and that's down by our bedrooms. And I have another basket that's cute that sits up on that, that stays on the counter. It actually lives out on the counter on purpose because when p- kids were leaving things in my bedroom, that's one place I do want clean. I want my mm-hmm. bedroom not perfect, but I don't want toys left in there and things right. that don't belong there that aren't ours. So I would take those things, put them in that put away basket. So then by the end of the week on Friday, that basket comes down the hall, the other basket comes out. And when we were training our kids how to do this, we put post-it notes in different places. We use our couch cushions to like uh-huh. symbolize the different rooms. So like 
One is for the girls, one's for the boys, one's for the playroom, one's for the schoolroom. And we do have to share those responsibilities of putting those yeah. things away. Yeah. But, but I love the system. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's helpful just to know in the back of your head that you have a way to conquer this. Like yes. when everything's just out and you have no rhythm, no routine, no like regular solution mm-hmm. for it. That's another layer of the overwhelm because then you're stressed out because you're like, plus I have to create a solution for this. Where if you take a little bit of time up front, then you can walk that out and reassess and and revamp it as you need to. But you know, like you don't have to worry about making the decision anymore. The decision is made, you know how you're going to handle it. And then you just walk it out. Yes, that's a huge benefit because of having a cleared space because otherwise, you're right, each of those items are requiring a choice from you. Mm-hmm. So if you have a system in place, then it's almost like you're taking those choices out of your mind and allowing yourself the space to instead read a book yes. or instead take a nap or instead sit down and play with your children with the Play-Doh knowing the other stuff's going to get taken care of. Yes, or even like, read your Bible. It is so hard for me to get up in the morning and come downstairs and open my Bible. If my kitchen counter is a disaster Yeah. or even if, even if, um, cause I work from home, even if my to-do list for work is in the back of my head and I don't have a plan for when I'm going to do that. Yes. And everything feels urgent and I have to do it right now instead of actually having the freedom to sit down and read my Bible, which is the most important part of my morning. Absolutely. Yeah. But all this other stuff crowds in mm-hmm. to make it so that we feel like we don't have a choice to decide how we spend our time because Absolutely. our time has already been given to all the stuff that we've accumulated in our house. Yes. Yes. It feels very controlling otherwise. And if you don't have a, if you don't have a plan, then it can feel very out of control and right. overwhelming and like you're failing. That's the other thing. I feel like when I see those things, I just feel like there's something in my head. There's this voice that just like starts speaking louder and louder, the more clutter that there is like, you're not doing a good job. And then I feel like I'm not doing a good job. (laughs) So let's talk about this. How can moms practically use this information? Where, where would you recommend that they start? Okay. There's two ways to start. Before you pick a two, the two ways you'd really do need to decide like, which areas of your house do you care about the most? Uh Because I don't know. I mean, maybe for some people it is realistic. It is not realistic for me to have my entire house clean at once. No, it's just not. I work from home. I homeschool my kids right now. My husband works full time. If I wanted to clean full time, I could, but I would have to give up one of those other things. Uh So Pick the spaces that matter the most to you. For me, like I said, it's downstairs because that's where we spend the majority of our day. That's where we do school. That's where we live life. That's where I work. So I need that space. Once you've done that, you can go one of two ways. You can either start with the space that's going to give you the biggest impact, or you can start with the quickest win. So if you're going to start with the biggest impact, I would do something like the kitchen or the living room and tackle the open spaces. You're going to clear off the counters and like, seriously, everything off the counters. And almost like as if if you were going to show your house for a showing because you were selling it. Like you don't leave your, 
Nutribullet on the counter or your vitamins or any of the things. And honestly, like when I'm doing a total reset, sometimes I will bring in like a folding table Mm -hmm. and put everything on the folding table. Mm -hmm. I don't love putting everything on the ground because I'm not 20 anymore. And I don't (laughs) want to like pick it up. Um, especially like my KitchenAid or whatever else, you know? So, but clear off all the counters, get everything into one spot. You can use your kitchen table for that. Mm -hmm. You can use a folding table, whatever, but get the, the horizontal spaces clear. And then you only put back the stuff that, you know, you want to be there Mm -hmm. that is both functional and okay to look at, right? Mm -hmm. Once that's done, you're going to find either a home, like you said, for the rest of the stuff, or you're going to toss it because chances are there's quite a bit that was taking up space on your counter that you don't actually even use on a regular basis. So if I was going to start with the biggest impact, that's what I would do. Clear out all the like open counter spaces and kind of start fresh, really give yourself, um, new eyes to see, okay, I had this thing here before, but what if this goes better there instead? And, and really think through functionality. How am I like, what is going to serve me best in this space? It might not be decor. It might be like all your hobby lobby signs may just go. (laughs) It's possible. Or you pick your one favorite and it gets to stay. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if I was going now, if I'm doing my whole house, which I do maybe twice a year, I start instead of the biggest impact, I start with a really quick win because I want to like be able to walk into a space and feel like, oh, this whole space is beautiful. And I also do that every time I move into a new house, mm-hmm. I start with the bathroom because it's small. There's not a lot of things in the bathroom that I'm like really sentimental about uh-huh. generally. And it's, it's a very quick, like top to bottom can be cleaned, organized, decluttered in less than a day, really. Uh-huh. So that would, so you can kind of pick and choose like what feels better for you. Do you want this big impact where this whole big space is now? It might take you a day, it might take you two days. Or do you want a still a big impact, but really more of a quick win uh-huh. where you can like, I mean, I know it's dumb, but like when we moved into, when we lived in Irvine, Irvine's ridiculously expensive. So we lived in a very tiny apartment that was super dark on the third floor of a building. And we moved from Northern California back down to Irvine in three weeks. We did not know we were moving three weeks. So everything, I mean, everything was in shambles. Right. But I did that bathroom the first thing when we moved in and when the rest of the house was overwhelming and super stressing me out, I would literally go stand in the bathroom (laughs) and just like take a deep breath, understand that the rest of the house was a project, a long-term project that I would get to eventually. But like just having that one space, even though it was the bathroom, helped my mental overwhelm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And I think the same as I can completely, completely relate. And I think it goes back to having, having a space Yes, that you actually have done. The other thing that I find really nice about this is most of our jobs that I do as a mom get undone every day. 
Oh yeah. So I do laundry and it gets undone because my children just want to wear clothes every day. You know, I cook for them and then I have dishes and then I have to cook for them again the next day. And we pick up and messes are made. So I feel like the kinds of jobs you're talking about right now are things that will stay done into the week ahead and into the month ahead, which is very different than the, it has to be done again the next day kind of job, which really helps with the overwhelm too. It does. And once, once you have, once you have that space done, whatever it might be, it is worth it to stop and show your kids, okay, guys, this is what I've done in this space Mm -hmm. right now. Here's where everything goes. Yes. Look at this space. Isn't it beautiful? Don't we all want to work together to keep it this way? Yes. So here's how we're going to do that. And talking through the system with your kids. Maybe your spouse too. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that. But I mean, for real, because like, if you spend a long time, I just recently cleared my kitchen, actually. It's funny you'd say this because mm-hmm. I realized, oh my goodness, it used to be so beautiful in here. And now I have like 5,000 things and it wasn't bad things, but I realized like, I actually don't need my vitamins to be sitting on the counter. They can go in a cabinet and then I get them out every morning. I have them in, the bin, <laughs> get them out, take our vitamins and then put the bins back when we're done instead totally. of sitting out. Um, same with all of our coffee supplies. We're all sitting on the counter and I realized I don't need them here. They can be in the pantry and Mm -hmm. then I can get them out, use them and put them back. But if I didn't tell my husband and he was just every day leaving them on the counter again, I would be irritated every time. So you have to bring your family in like along with you on the journey. Yeah. And they have to be, they, they have to be on board the, what you just said about vitamins. I hate having vitamins out on the counter. My husband hates having them in a drawer. So (laughs) we made a compromise because we take different vitamins and I bought him like a lazy Susan to put his vitamins on, on the counter away. So at least they're like contained Uh and he can get them every day, but they don't look terrible because they're not just like all over randomly everywhere Uh and mine are in the drawer because that's where I want them to be. But my husband likes to have a say in where things are because he lives here too. His and it too, has to also make sense for him. And so, um, yeah, we have, we have had pantry arguments before mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> pantry therapy, like marriage, yeah. marriage, family therapy, pantry therapy. I really like that you're talking about this, not just being a mom thing that we really do need to involve our whole families because otherwise it can just feel like too much and it can feel overwhelming. And it's a long-term process that what works for a year yeah, our kids are going to grow and our family system and structures are going to change because the things we're involved in are going to look different. And the way we're cooking during a certain season may look different. And the activities our children are involved in are going to look different. So we know ne- it's not something we arrive at. It's a constantly changing process because our children and our families are constantly changing. Yeah. So any other thoughts on involving our family? So it's not just on mom before we wrap it up. Um, yes, my kids are just now starting to be old enough to really like take responsibility for areas by themselves, Mm -hmm. which has been huge. But honestly, like when, when my whole house feels overwhelming, I, I will walk through the whole house by myself first and just like 
literally get my notebook and my pen out and make a note of every single thing, every single space that needs some work in some way. And that list can feel overwhelming, but if you divide it out into rooms of the house, like this is my list for my master bedroom, this is my list for the playroom, whatever. Once that list is done, going over it in that room with your family. Uh-huh. So that not only like, you're not just telling them, Hey guys, all this stuff is a disaster and you need to fix it. We go into it as a family and we say, okay, this is our home. We all want to contribute and make sure that we enjoy the space that we live in. When my kids' rooms are clean, they love it. Yes, they I they love it. Mm-hmm. And so, and they know that. And I really amp that up. Like, look at how, what, what a great job you did in your room. How does that feel? Are you excited? Look at all the space you have to play. I mean, I amp it up because I want them to want to keep their rooms clean, you know? So we make that giant list. We, we go into the rooms that our kids have something to do with, and we start delegating. I really don't think that maintaining our home is something that only is for moms. And especially like if we are trying to raise responsible, independent contributors to society who are solid Christians who want to serve the Lord in all they do, we can't do everything for them right now. We can't we're actually, we're actually training them, not yeah. just using them as like servants in our home. We're training them to grow into responsible people. And I would, I would go so far as to say, if we're, if we're doing everything for them, we're actually doing them a disservice. Absolutely. Because at some point they're going to have to know how to clean a toilet Uh or like your kids are not going to leave your house and automatically be wealthy enough to have a housekeeper come every like, or they're just going to end up living in filth. If we don't train them on how to do this stuff. And I have, I have one kid that struggles with anxiety And teaching her how to manage her space Uh in a way, like all of these things are really good tools, not only for, you know, their future, but also for their current life, knowing that like, there are things that they can do to improve their situation and Uh to cultivate their own peace in their own room. Obviously, I'm not talking about like apart from scripture or apart from oh, truth course, that comes from the Lord, but like my kid who struggles with anxiety, when she has, when her room is a disaster, it's worse. It's just worse. Well, and God, if we're going to talk, I mean, talking even from a biblical perspective, God is a God of order yeah. and he has made us to be able, he has made us in his image. And he is a God of order. Everything in scripture is orderly. Everything he designed is orderly. And we have a privilege as the managers of our home to work within that capacity that he has made us to be able to do. And I think Casey, you have given so many wonderful tips today and just, I think tangibly helpful ways that people can help really clear the spaces in their home. And I'm going to make sure before I um, wrap up our time together, just to tell people stay on 
Listen through the conclusion. Do not be that person who turns it off when my guest ends. Cause that's so sad for me. Um, but for real, I actually have something really important that Casey has a freebie that I'm going to tell you about during my conclusion. So don't miss it. Cause I'm going to tell you about how you can get her, um, freebie from her blog and also how you can follow Casey. Cause she has just so much wisdom to share. And I know that you're just going to want to keep, keep up with her and use more of the resources that she has available. So Casey, thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having me. So this is great. Maybe we'll do it again on more of this. This is fantastic. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Wow. That was a lot of great stuff. I could have just stayed on for so much longer with Casey. She is so wise and has so many wonderful systems in place that we can just glean from. So her freebie, I told you, I'd tell you about is at, um, it's on her website, anchored-women.com forward slash clear the decks. And I will put the link in the show notes below. You're going to want to go there, download that freebie, sign up for her email list and uh, follow her on Instagram at anchored women. And you are just going to be so encouraged by all that she has to offer. I hope that our conversation today just gave you some real tangible things you can put into place and get your home in a place that it serves you and serves your family well so that you can all serve the Lord together. Have a blessed week, friends. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. And join us next week as we talk about learning through games.